If you're interested in understanding more deeply the nuances, how things aren't black and white. If you're interested in questions without answers. If you like figuring it out for yourself, then you've come to the right place. I'm Sean of Dr. Sean Explains, and I approach things differently because I'm methodical. I'm an engineer. I have some medical knowledge, as I'm a doctor, and hopefully I could put those things together to give us some insight into this delightful world we live in. So today we're going to talk about something different, and it's the concept of planning when you can't plan. So I don't know how you've been doing, but you know it's awfully hard to plan nowadays with the coronavirus pandemic and everything sort of being up in the air, literally. I've encountered this years ago when I was in Africa, Zambia to be specific. I remember when I was there that I couldn't book my ticket in advance, my long-distance bus ticket. I asked around, and people said, yeah, you just show up. It's like, you just show up? But isn't there a timetable? Isn't there a schedule? Like, oh, no, you can just wait till, you know, the bus fills up and then you leave. Meaning, you could show up at 6, and you could stay there until uh, whenever. Because maybe I'll leave at noon, maybe I'll leave at 3 p.m., but who knows when I'll leave, because it just leaves when they leave, when they filled up or they just, the driver decides to leave. But I asked around a little bit more, and somebody told me that I was in luck. Just recently, like a year or two ago, a new company came out with the idea of booking in advance. Their buses leave on time. Of course, you can't do this on the internet. You can't call and you have to physically go to the station. So I went to the station a few days in advance. And I was told, no, 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 you're here too far in advance. I was there like three days in advance. I said, come back tomorrow. We'll be able to help you then. So I went back to the next day, and lo and behold, I was able to book two tickets for my friend and I to go to Victoria Falls. Wonderful. We'd have seats. We'd have a guaranteed departure time. It worked out perfectly. But the thing is, I was thinking, how do people manage here when they can't plan? I remember before this had happened, uh, my friend in the hospital that I met, he took me around. He was like my, you know, my only one and only friend there, basically. He was actually not local, and that's probably why we were friends, because, you know, he's from Zaire, and I guess they're not really welcome there. He's a doctor. Um, but, you know, so what, right? He's there trying to help out, and I was there just shadowing people, and he was the only person who was friendly with me, basically. So we ended up hanging out a lot. But in the early part of my month there in Zambia, he told me we had to go to the station, the gas station, to wait for somebody to deliver his car. So we took a cab there, and we just waited. And, you know, I was like, uh, so um, uh, how is this guy supposed to contact you? He's like, oh, you know, uh, he knows we're here. I was like, are you sure he knows? He's like, ah, I mean, I told him before that we're going to be here. I was like, what if something came up? I mean, my friend's cell phone was dead. He couldn't be reached. So we waited there, chatting, got some snacks, and an hour passed. And I was like, hey, don't you want to get in touch with him? He's like, ah, oh, no, it's fine. What time did you say? He's like, oh, you know, as in there was no time they set. So after another half an hour, I finally persuaded him to use my phone, give him a call. And yeah, the guy was still coming. 
So it's another world that we're very bad at. But today, I think we'll give a little talk on how do we plan without the actual ability to make firm plans. And as we all know, in the past few months, everything has changed. Basic economy tickets, those unrefundable for any reason whatsoever tickets. If you were to die, they still wouldn't give you a refund. Well, they've become refundable. Airlines have been very nice, apparently, in making changes. A lot of things are now changeable. Except that they also change a lot of things from their side. They cancel all these flights, right? Um, you know, Southwest, for example, within California, they have quite a big number of flights. Their frequencies, I remember back in the college days from LA to Oakland, you know, during midday, it's basically one every half an hour, 20 plus flights a day. I looked recently, four flights a day. I mean, it's better than nothing, right? But nowadays, a lot of flights have been cut, you know. They're saying all these flights from Asia to the U.S., right, Cafe Pacific. They used to have a 220 flights a week to the U.S. Now it's down to a dozen. Times have changed. How do we react? How do we plan specifically? That's what we're going to talk about. So first of all, I think the idea is you want to get information. So today for me, the impetus for this was my friend sent me an email saying, Hey, by the way, Singapore Airlines released their schedule for next month. You could try to get to Vietnam. I'm currently here stuck in Singapore trying to get to Vietnam when they open. They're currently closed until April 30th. Who knows if we prolonged or they'll be open, but I want to get there as soon as possible. So I look at Singapore Airlines flights and, huh, no flights. Hmm. Thought maybe I'd better investigate a little bit further. So I actually clicked on the link and clicked on the link that was linked to to actually Singapore Airlines releasing their schedule. And they said they released a few flights. Notably, their flights to Vietnam are only flights from Vietnam to Singapore. You can't actually fly Vietnam. That may be surprising, but nowadays nothing is surprising, right? So I next go to my go-to. I go to ITA Matrix. It is a search that, you know, it says here software by Google, but they were there long before Google bought them. And they're a pretty powerful tool. You get to put in a lot of different ways of searching, right? I have a lot of here searches. But so Singapore to Saigon, and then, you know, which day, if I'm trying to get there on a first, I better leave the day before or that day, right? Stops, no limit, when I should stop, you could also put in non-stop. And then you click and see what options they give you. Huh. That's strange, right? There's a, there's one flight only. Let's see. Okay, so that's not going to work because I know that Taipei is not allowing transit. So there's a lot of different ways. Um, IATA also has a, you know, a sort of utmost up to date. But anyways, this is from Cathay Pacific, and they're pretty good. They're not exactly perfect. I mean, I don't think anybody has a perfect, but the idea is they have a pretty good idea of restrictions. So if you're going through Taiwan, you know, I look here at Taiwan and find. Foreign nationals are, okay, I already knew that. Um, oh, okay. So, from March 24th to April 30th, no passengers are permitted to transit through Taiwan. So I knew this, right? Um, you know, what, what April 30th means exactly, I'm not clear. But, you know, it's pretty obvious this is not going to work. 
So how else do I get through? So this is when you start looking through other methods, right? So first of all, okay, um, this even though the system is pretty good, it's still not going to look through infinite amount of journeys, right? Okay, can I go through somewhere else to get to Vietnam? Okay, so um, I I know this information already, but there's a few other airports in Asia I could transit through. Hong Kong is barring all transit. China just doesn't, I don't know if you can, but it just doesn't sound like a good idea because if you're coming from China, many countries bar entry. Um, currently, Malaysia is not a okay, as in they're also barred. Um, nobody could transit. It's also might be up next week, but who knows. So the two places are Korea and Japan. So let's search directly from Korea in Chung. So yes, um, they have flights, but they don't have any direct flights. And it doesn't really help because look, you know, some of these go through Taiwan, right? So I'll have to go through Taiwan anyways. And the issue, because I already looked at those flights from Taiwan to Saigon on this day. And the problem is I have to get there awfully early to make it. If you look, they're all morning flights. From Singapore, there are flights to Taiwan but they're not on the first, first of all. And then second of all, they're afternoon flights, so I'd have to overnight in the airport. Is that considered transit? Well, you know, I, I'm not exactly clear about that. But let's keep that option in the back of our head. So Incheon's not gonna work. What about Tokyo? Okay, so there is a direct flight. That's pretty good, right? Looks like it's leaving May 1st. That's also good, right? Um, okay, so I have to see how I could get to Tokyo now. So I have to actually notice here, if you notice what airport is significant, because, you know, um, even though you can travel in Japan, you have to physically leave the airport, go, you know, an hour or so away to get to the other airport. Narita is in a Chiba, and Tokyo Haneda is actually in Tokyo, downtown, basically. So... It's Narita Airport. So let's see if I could get to Narita. So let's go Singapore to Narita. Arriving in the morning be wonderful. Okay. So no, this would uh no, this is connecting through Jakarta. Okay, this one April 30th. There's no flight, um, but it arrives in the afternoon, that's wonderful, but there's no flight May 1st, so I have to overnight in Narita Airport. That's difficult, so I'll just skip all the sort of going on and then all the details, right? But basically, you know, I wrote a sort of note about all these things, right? Um, what's doable, what's not, transit, hop around Asia, right? Getting to Tokyo, how do I get this? I also wrote options as my brother has, you know, United Miles, I could ask them to book flights for me, so for free. They're waiving redeposit fees until May 30th. I looked it up. He has status anyway, so he never had to pay redeposit fees. And then I looked into when all else fails, right? Can I go back to the U.S.? Would that work? And that's the last screen I was on. And then I sort of thought about other plans, right? So this is all tickets I could book that are refundable. So I'm asking my brother to book tickets. I can use Miles to book tickets. They're refundable. Some, you know, charge a little bit of fee. Some don't have any fee if you have status with them or right now in this period. But I think the other idea is, what about a backup plan? 
Should you have a backup for your backup? What if I end up getting stuck somewhere? So my plan was, okay, I think what I'll do is I'll have this route to go back to the U.S. from the U.S. to Vietnam through Japan. Because this one's not going to work out for me. Because, you know, I arrive April 30th and my next flight doesn't leave till 7 p.m. May 1st. That's a bit of a stretch. I don't even know if the airline could check my luggage because it's 30 hours layover, basically. And do they permit me to stay? Narita Airport sort of closes, but I, I, I don't know the answer to that question. Uh, Jakarta I know a little bit about. It's a horrible airport to transit. Definitely don't want to transit there. So then you come up with a backup plan. And so let's see. So the thing is, um, I'm staying in an Airbnb in Singapore. If I'm still here and this sort of falls through, right? And I don't end up going because Vietnam closes. What do I do? Because mine I expires on May 4th. At that last minute, can I find anything? Maybe I should look for a hotel. At least hotels are pretty good at cancellation policies a day or two beforehand, right? I will know in advance and be able to figure out a plan. And also, I think I'm going to have a backup flight back to the U.S. as well. So I think I sort of have a multiple-pronged approach. And then in terms of my backup flight to the U.S., you know, I could book a lot of stuff. Say I do end up staying in Singapore longer to try later, right, to see if I could get to Vietnam. Maybe they closed and they said, okay, we'll probably extend this till middle of May. Then I want to stay here because it's much easier, right? Um, so then I could book these flights and I have Alaska miles here cancelable as well. But I think my general strategy is you work on what you can work on. You know, this is sort of messy. I should sort of clear it up into sort of, you know, a few main thoughts, right? So let's say the main plans, right? So we have, you know, two approaches, right? Leave Singapore or stay in Singapore, right? So if I, number one, stay in Singapore is easy, right? So this is backup, non-ideal, right? But find a, so let's see, tasks, right? Find a place in Singapore that is cancelable. I could look at booking.com, Airbnb is not cancelable usually. Okay. That's about it, right? So number two, right? So leave Singapore. Option one, right? Go to U.S., right? And then there you have two options, right? When you talk about going to U.S., right? So you have option A, right? Stay in, uh, okay, fly to Vietnam, right? Option B, right? If that doesn't work, stay in U.S. Not a big deal. I'll have a place there, right? And then, so you have number option two, right? Go to Vietnam from Singapore. And I told you all the things I looked through there, so it seems like uh, this is not a good option. Not really feasible, right? Long layover in Taipei versus Narita. And then so you just work on that and, you know, after you worked on what you could work on, you work on the backup A, B, and C, then you just sort of wait and you see what changes happen. And the good thing is all these things are refundable, right? So I think that's sort of my strategy of making plans in this time period when, you know, things aren't. But just like, you know, there's a lot of things refundable. Airline tickets are refundable nowadays if they're canceled. 
car rentals are refundable. You don't even actually have to, if you don't prepay, you don't even have to show up. You don't have to cancel it. Enterprise will bug you about it, but there's no charge. So you make the refundable things that you can, and you sort of think ahead, so you're better prepared. And the reason I'm doing this is I talked to my wife, and you know we think that if May 1st Vietnam opens, there's going to be a vast majority of people trying to get back to Vietnam. And so she said people have already put down deposits on flights. So, I mean, I think this is the idea to try to get ahead of the pack. And this is my way of sort of planning when the world is so unpredictable. How do we sort of work on something when there's nothing really to work on? And the way is by thinking through all the different scenarios so you're not caught unaware. This comes in very handy when you have a cancellation. The flight agents are very time, much of the time overworked, hurried. They don't have time. And if you actually feed them the information, like if you find information here, and then they say, okay, I can't get you there. You're like, hey, how about this routing? Would that work for me? They're being more than happy to look it up for you. And they're very happy to actually help people. It's just most of the time it's very difficult and it's very hard to help people. But if you're flexible, you're able to sort of look through routing information and feed it to them, it'll be much easier for you. So this is my short lesson on how to plan when you really can't plan.